Well, we meet again. Oh, yes. That's a phrase we utter right now to come back into the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app because we did meet again in person this past Saturday up at UVA and now on the phone with Damien Sordelet, Roanoke.com Virginia Tech reporter. Yes, I already have uh, hit the virtual swear jar for saying NewsAdvance.com Liberty Flames reporter, but it's because we wanted to know, Dame, have you bumped into former Liberty Flames head coach Hugh Free since you're down at Auburn covering the Virginia Tech-Auburn basketball game, 8.30 on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app this evening, uh, and bumped into Hugh Freeze and gone, well, we meet again. <laughs> Actually, I haven't. Um, I actually haven't seen any of the staffers that were at um, Liberty that are currently here. Uh, you know, it's that time where they're probably, you know, navigating the transfer portal and seeing who all's in there already, who's entering and assessing that and figuring out what their needs may be and also meeting with uh, current players uh, leading up to the bowl game and assessing who's staying, who's coming back, uh, who's leaving, going to the portal uh, come Monday. So it's a busy time. And, um, you know, I did hit up Josh Aldrich and asked him, you know, what to do uh, before the game tonight. He uh, told me a barbecue place that was, uh, you know, right across the street from campus or the in, uh, entrance to campus. And it was really good uh, eating there uh, today. Um, and been a, I've been able to walk around, uh, drive around, walk around campus quite a bit. Um, didn't get a chance to do that in 2018 when I was down here for the Liberty Auburn game. Uh, so it was nice to at least get a chance to walk around, see that, and uh, hopefully get Hopefully get a good basketball game tonight. Yeah, that's one of the hopes indeed is the basketball game itself that you're actually covering for Roanoke.com. Damien Sordelet with us here in the fast lane. Virginia Tech. How, I mean, I would presume they'll have as much urgency in basketball as you could expect given they didn't seem to show much in the second half of that blowout against Florida Atlantic on Sunday. Oh, I mean, the shooting, if a few of those perimeter shots fall early in the second half, it's probably a different game because, you know, they just went through such a cold stretch. And I even date back, go back to the last four minutes of the first half where Deck didn't score. And, you know, the shots weren't falling, but I did see a concerted effort there. You know, down 18, 15, Tech started to go to the basket, whether it's Petula, Couture, uh, Poteet, uh, get kids some touches in the post. Uh, you know, try to get the, the traditional three-point plays that way. And Tech was able to chip away at it initially, but then FAU had a massive run there where, I mean, the Eagles just had shooters all around. And I don't want to look ahead, but, you know, FAU and Liberty are playing up in Boca Raton um, later this week, which should be a really good game. Um, so uh, not to look too far uh, past that, but FAU's got a lot of talent, uh, especially on the offensive end, and you're going to see that with Auburn. Auburn's been really good on the offensive end this year, uh, even in the one loss to Baylor to open the season. Uh, they still top the 80-point mark, and uh, they've been able to score a lot of points, and Bruce Pearl even said in his news conference yesterday, he knows they can score, but they haven't played a defense as good as Virginia Tech. And uh, Tech's going to really challenge them on that end of the court. And now Tech's got to be able to convert that on both ends and play complementary. Uh, and, you know, if the shots aren't falling early, just find a way to get to the basket. Um, maybe get kids some more touches in there, let him go to work. And uh, hopefully, you know, 
as you work inside, get some paint touches, get some uh, high percentage looks. Maybe you can, you know, open up some things from the perimeter and uh, be able to stretch out that Auburn defense. For Virginia Tech, is it as simple as Damien Sortelet of Roanoke.com is with us in the fast lane? Is it as simple as the three-point shots falling for Virginia Tech, or is it also maintaining the defensive intensity that they seem to lack in the second half as inevitably at points in the game shots do not fall and Auburn goes on a run? Yeah, I think it's both. Um, You can't – and I'm going to go back to a Rich McKay – quote that you've heard quite a bit is you can't let your defense uh, affect you can't let your lack of offense affect your defense um, you know you've we've heard him say this over the last six six years um, you know his his premise is if you're struggling on the offensive end and you bring that with how you execute on defense you're not going to get much playing time uh, because you have to be able to execute on the defensive end defensive end even when your shots aren't falling. Uh, so I think for Virginia Tech in this one, if you go through a lull, make sure Auburn also goes through a lull and don't let this game get out of hand. And I think you know Mike Young is probably going to do a good job of uh, emphasizing that because um, as we've seen, uh, even in the first day of the ACC-FCC Challenge, you've seen teams be able to um, take advantage of when those teams go on lulls and then put them away. Uh, Kentucky, Miami last night, prime example. I get back, I get to the hotel on my drive down here. I turn it on, and it's a fairly somewhat competitive. And then Kentucky just went on a run, and Miami shots weren't falling. Uh, Kentucky was able to get out of transition, get some clean, get some uh, easy uh, high percentage baskets, and the offense was flowing even against the set. Um, so if you're Mike Young and company, you just want to make sure. You know, just stay consistent on the defensive end. And, you know, the shots will fall. This is a good shooting team. This is a good offensive team that the Hokies have. Um, and, you know, game number eight, uh, you know, this should be a point where they're starting to figure things out on the offensive end and figure out an identity. And uh, hopefully that comes to fruition tonight against Auburn. Damien Sortelet, Roanoke.com, down at Auburn to cover the basketball game between Virginia Tech and Auburn. Nothing related to Hugh Freeze or the Auburn football team after fourth and a mile and everything that unfolded. Trey, do you have a snarky comment? I was going to say, has he seen Riley Leonard or Grace McCall around? Because there's some rumors out there. I'm just saying. Well, Riley Leonard, um, so someone pointed this out, that Riley Leonard put a do not contact um, thing in his transfer portal entry because he's going to Notre Dame. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, Now, Grayson McCall, uh, who knows where he ends up. Um, We saw he worked great in the system with Jamie Chadwell, um, and we saw with Tim Beck. He was putting up some decent numbers, but uh, I think he's got to go to a place where suits his status. I don't think it's going to be Virginia Tech or Liberty, and I don't think it's going to be Virginia because I think Calandria is the quarterback for them moving forward. So. I don't know where you go if you're McCall. It'll be interesting to see like if a Power 5 team wants to take a chance on them. Speaking of the transfer portal and Virginia Tech, since you cover Virginia Tech, Daquan Wright has already entered his name in. I, I'll be honest, I'm not all that surprised considering his role and usage seemed to diminish as other pass catchers and offensive weapons asserted themselves over the course of this season. 
How much, though, should you be worried if you're a Virginia Tech fan that other bigger names may be coming? Cough, cough, Monsoor Delane or cough, cough, Dorian Strong, even if he may be actually transferring to the other professional world, which is the NFL? Yeah, I think for Dorian Strong, he walked on senior day because, let's be honest, he was the highest graded cornerback in the ACC this year in terms of uh, completion percentage against, yards allowed, and quarterback rating. Um, and why he was third-team All-ACC, I have no idea. But that being said, I think he's got the best chance to go pro of anyone. And I think that an evaluation will probably cement that, and I wouldn't expect him to. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go pro. Uh, Delane, I think he's going to stay put because Virginia Tech has been recruiting his younger brother. And uh, you know, there's a possibility the two could – Play on the same college team, uh, so Delane would be would come back as cornerback one for the Hokies, and um, Virginia Tech's done a good job of with the NIL, and I think they're going to find a way to retain him. Right from the offensive standpoint, he did get catches, and his his catches actually increased as the season went on, from um, you know maybe a couple targets a game to where he's getting three to four catches a game, but. Their offensive scheme is uh, run heavy, and you want Benji Gosnell, Harrison St. Germain, and even uh, Zeke Wimbush, who redshirted this year. They fit that scheme better, and Wright really isn't much of a hand-in-the-dirt traditional tight end. He's a flexed-out guy. He can stretch the field. Uh, He needs some fantastic catches throughout the year. He had a one-handed snag against Boston College that was really impressive. Uh, he even had some big, some really nice-looking catches against NC State. So, you know, he will have a chance to go somewhere where they can utilize him in that aspect. Um, and Tech is set. It's just going to be very young in the tight end room. Uh, but I think Tech's in a good spot where won't lose big names uh, to the portal because I think, like I mentioned with Delane, um, he's in a good spot because Tech does, you know, from a defensive standpoint, uh, the unit improved this year, uh, and you know he, you know, played really well there at, at corner, and like I said, uh, his brother is being heavily recruited by Tech, and uh, you, know, you don't really want to lose with the possibility of playing with your brother at college uh, if that happens to come to fruition. Dame, to the action itself, how much momentum do the Virginia Tech Hokies have now heading toward the offseason with player retention, toward the offseason with recruiting and transfer portal acquisition, and even into the bowl game, wherever that destination might be? Yeah, you can't think of a better wave of momentum than the beatdown uh, that happened in Charlottesville. To end the regular season like that is probably the, uh, as Stephen Gosnell put it, uh, he said, you know, he hadn't had that much dopamine uh, <laughs> flowing through him in a while uh, because of how well that game went. And I think uh, to go from three wins to six wins and actually see improvement, you know, there was, there was improvement seen uh, throughout, you know, every level, uh, maybe not as consistently with linebacker play and then of course safeties I mean the mash unit was set up in that room this year just because of how often you know you had guys hurt and 
you know, but you saw improvement in every level, and you saw that the transfers that were brought in made impacts. Uh, but Brent Price made a point of, you know, we're going to build this program on the backs of high school kids, and Texas uh, proving that with how they're recruiting in the state. And I think people are taking notice of that, and because of um, the three-win differential from last year, and uh, could be four depending on you know which bowl you go to and what matchup you get. Uh, set up with and then that's even more momentum um and so the bowl game will probably come after the first signing period in december uh so right now i think tech's got 15 verbal commitments from high schoolers and i know they've been uh, actively looking for defensive tackle and the transfer portal and some offensive line depth uh, defensive tackles are priority uh you know three guys are, are out of eligibility and there's a fourth who um is graduated and could decide to move on, and all of a sudden that room gets really, really young, really fast. And I'm talking not juniors and sophomores. I'm talking guys who are going to be redshirt uh, sophomores who had not played much. So Tech's going to need to uh, get older quick in the defensive tackle room, uh, shore up linebacker play, uh, and uh, Tech's been able to identify those needs so far in the transfer portal with who they've uh, reached out to and offered scholarships. And it'll just be a matter of can Tech sell the improvements that have been made over the last year and that the improvements are going to continue to be made and try to bring those guys in um, for next year's season. Dame, we will not wait till next year's season. We will get you on much sooner. Thank you for making a moment, though, to join us in the fast lane and uh, tell Coach Freeze or any of the staffers we said hi if you bump into them tonight. I will. Uh, hopefully they'll see them at the game, and I'll wave up from uh, Section 426. I think that's where we're at media-wise. So uh, if they see me, I'll wave, and I kind of wish I brought my binoculars for this one, knowing how hot we're going to be sitting. Dame will be watching for the insight. Damien Sortelet, Twitter, Roanoke.com, and we'll chat again soon. Damien Sortelet with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, we'll talk UVA. They play Texas A&M even sooner. Doug Dowdy said to join us next here in the Fast Lane to talk some hoops and, yes, football as well.